of my freedom writing podcast. I am your host, Jenna. In this episode, bike riding will explore childhood milestones and reminisce together. Listeners, you are in for a very special treat today. When I was six years old, I learned how to ride my bike without training wheels. I still recall this day as if it just happened. After much reflection, I realized that my memory is vivid to this day because my story was about freedom and about the thrill of having the wind in my hair at 20 miles per hour. Now, listeners, this story starts in 2016, my house, at 6.02 a.m. It was a beautiful morning. The sun was high. The birds were chirping. And then I woke up. I jumped out of bed, sheets flying, ran down the stairs, zoomed into the kitchen, shoved muffins in my mouth, or by the way, were pretty good muffins, ran back upstairs, and then stared at my dad in his bed. His room was pretty dark, and the room felt really big. I felt like my face would break because I was smelling so much. I could barely see my dad, but when he woke up, just me staring at him, I could tell he was up. Now, you might be wondering why I was so excited to stare at my dad in his bed. Well, today was the day I was a big kid. Today was the day my dad took off my training wheels. Today is the day you take off my training wheels. Jenna, I, I love you, but um, it's a little wild for early in the morning. He slowly rose out of bed, went into his closet, put on jeans and a black shirt, looked at the clock, looked at me, looked at the clock. Oh, Jenna, it's it's six in the morning. Why are you up? Well, I mean, like, you're up already, so can you just, like, take on the train wheels or give some I'll make a deal. How about you go back to bed? And when that clock of yours turns seven, I'll take off your training wheels. Okie dokie, are junkie. I walked back to my room, sat on my comfy bed, and stared at my clock. Six, forty-five. Six, fifty. Six fifty five. Oh, when would my clock turn seven? I wanted to scream and chuck that clock across my room, but I knew it got in trouble. It just wasn't worth it. Six. Fifty-nine. 
Ben, that beautiful, amazing clock of mine, turned seven. I sprinted down the stairs as fast as lightning, making sure I didn't fall on my face, of course. Then my dad saw me behind the counter in the kitchen. What? he asked. It's seven, time bike. And we're back! And now for a little recap. I woke up crazy early, woke up my dad, which pretty annoyed him. He'd made me wait for 7 o'clock until he could take off my training needs, but then it turned 7 o'clock. My dad reached into his rusty toolbox, turned my new bag upside down. My eyes grew big. He took out the twisty thing and the smacky thing and the theme of bobber. Oh, and don't forget the dirty thing. When can I ride my bike? Daddy sighed. Not that much longer. Well, how much more time will it take? Daddy! Soon, very soon, he responded as kindly as he could. I could tell he was getting impatient with me. Uh, what happened to my bike bikes? Oh, the Jersey Bay, you think my son turned right there. Oh, my bike seat gets too hot and it burns my butt. <gasps> what if I just broke a bone? Or all my baby teeth fell out? What if I fall and injure myself so badly that I end up in the hospital? Or I go to bed? And I have like back teeth medicine! Wait. If I do break a bone, I get a pink cast just like Karen. All eyes would be on me. Everyone wants to sign my cast. Everyone wants to take me at lunch. What else can I be? Oh, but I want to be able to play sports. Spectacles. One step at a time. And I'm done. Daddy said with a little smile. My back bike was wobbling. The new stand was very clean compared to the rest of my bike. Training was off on the side, just lying there, getting older and dustier, looking so lonely and sad. Well, what am I doing now? You get on that bike right there, and you just keep pedaling, he answered, smiling. Can you help me? Okay, but only five minutes. I have to work, Daddy said with a smile. I watched the clock tick on its watch. Five minutes. Tick. Ten minutes. Tick. Fifteen minutes. Tick. I've been trying and trying, but I just couldn't get it. Okay, now I have to go to work. I can help you tomorrow. I watched him go back inside. I slowly trailed behind him. And now... A quick bathroom break.
In the meantime, let's listen to some music. My dad took me to the park. In the middle, there were soccer fields. The lush green grass was waving the wind. There were kids all around me who were skateboarding, riding their bikes, and walking their dogs. Cut a dilly dally, asking my dad if he saw that cute dog or could we stop at the playground. In the end, my dad realized what I was doing. He stopped me from talking too much. Or even petting a dog. I tried and I tried, but I just couldn't get it. I watched other kids riding their bike, looking happy. They made it look so easy. That's what I remembered a few years ago on the very first day I tried softball. I couldn't throw a large yellow ball. It would slip out of my hand and hit the grass before it made it to my target. So, I gave up. And the next day, my dad brought me bought me a new black and orange softball glove. Took me out in the backyard. And then, then at sunset, the stars started to show. My dad and I were still out there. I was trying and trying, and then I got it. I made my arm into an L shape, stepped with my left foot, the ball moving straight into my dad's glove. The ball speeding like a cheetah chasing after its prey. Snap. The ball hit his glove with such force he had to take a step back. A smile spread across his face. Wow, nice throw, he said to me. My head was high with the biggest grin spread across my face. I was overjoyed. I'll let you pick out dinner tonight, my dad said. He put her arm around my shoulder and he squeezed. I'm so, so proud of you, princess, he said as we walked inside for dinner. I thought about every time my dad was there for me, and he wouldn't make it hurt. So I let go of that fear of getting injured, picked up my head, and started to pedal. When I glanced back, my dad was far behind me. I felt like James Bond coming out of a burning building. I was overjoyed. I jumped out of my black and pink bike seat, ran to my dad, gave him the biggest hug an eight-year-old could muster. A monster hug. He picked me up, my feet dangling, my arms tightly around his waist. And then, at that moment, my face broke. My smile was stuck on my face. I didn't care. I was too happy to care. To this day, I can still ride my bike. Well, maybe still ride my bike. And now for some informational text. Well, I bet you're guessing why I keep playing bicycle race over and over again by Queen. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. Bicycle by Queen, in the analyst written by Jessica Sheldon, she states that bicycle is about freedom and a bicycle resembles that freedom that Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, wanted. Now, this song connects to my narrative because Freddie Mercury wanted to have freedom. I think that that bicycle is that freedom. I also think that young me felt contained, and I wanted to feel a wind in my hair and a grin on my face. And to get places without my parents. I couldn't go anywhere by myself. Even though Freddie and I wanted different types of freedom, all freedom means to break free from confinement or to get to choose what you do, what you want to do. That freedom that I wanted ba badly pushed me to try harder and learn to ride my bike. Six years old, broke my leg, 
Thank <laughs> you. 